everybody. Welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast. I am Jahananan, the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. I'm Casualty CDG, the co-host and a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective turned tabletop titan and uh, improv comedian. And I am the professional media and movie mastermind, the funhouse Drew Munhausen. Welcome, everybody, to Fresh Out the Podcast. The Fun House. Fresh Out the Fun House? Fresh Out the Fun House. Mm. Fresh Out the Podcast. Fresh Out the Fun House. Um, Perhaps Fresh Out so... the Fun House. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, as some of you may know, uh, our first two episodes are our stream from last time. The, there has been cut up into two episodes that are now... Uh, available for your listening pleasure. Those are available yeah. through uh, um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify currently. Uh, we're going to get those on more platforms here soon, hopefully. But um, those two for sure. Go in, search Fresh Out in the Podcast, or just ask one of us. We'll be happy to send you a link so that you can listen to it in audio form if you don't feel like l- watching along with the stream and seeing our beautiful mugs on your computer screen or phone screen or TV screen. Yeah, but then you don't get to see our beautiful faces. Well, you know, you could always just put headphones into your phone or AirPods and then just listen to us on YouTube. That's an option. You can also do that. Yeah, we are also streaming live on YouTube. We're on everything. We're everywhere that you want to be. That's us. We are all over the internet. Uh, so this week, uh, what... What what's going on? What's going on in the world of nerddom? I there's a lot of news, a lot of stuff happening. It's a good time to be us. Before we get to that though, how are you even supposed to look up the news if you don't have internet? Cuz I heard uh <laughs> Gary I think may have had an experience recently with an internet outage. Gary, what happened? It's 2021. Have you tried living for uh with, with like a whole week without internet as a streamer in 2021? When you're a fucking streamer and you play video games and you stream tabletop games online. So uh, on Monday, I came back Monday and my my router, my modem, modem was dead. No lights, no nothing. Zip, zilch, nada. So I was going to buy my own modem, go to the website for uh, the internet provider. The only modem that works is one that they have to send to you or one that stopped being made in 2014. So I couldn't find that one online. I was going to just buy one and be done with it forever. Uh, so I so I called them and I, I made my complaint and I was like, can I go to a storefront? Can I, can I go to a technician? Can I get one of these things in 24 hours? Like, what can I do? Can you overnight me one? And the guy was like, no, we can't do that. No, we don't have storefronts and we can't give you the shipping number. So uh, just take our word for it. It's being FedExed to you. And we were like, what's your name in case we have any problems? And he's like, you don't need to know my name. And then hung up the phone. (laughs) And so I was dying laughing and Annie was pissed. So I called back the next day to complain. I asked for the number, asked for the shipping number. The the people said, I can't do it. They sent me to the business helpline. Business helpline said, you're not a business customer. You're a residential customer. So they said, we can't help you. And then sent me to the residential side. Residential side said, we can't provide these numbers. Only the tech side can. And I was like, that's who I called in the first place. They sent me back to the tech side. So I've done a full four-person cycle back to square one now. 
And the tech side's like, no, we can't find it. We have to get our supervisor to find you the shipping number for the FedEx. So it was all that. And I finally got my shit, and I finally have internet. In the meantime, I uh, I got an HDMI connector for my iPhone a few years back so that I could watch football on my TV from my phone. And so I just I put my phone as close as I could to the window and had just, like, barely limping along cell service because I live in the middle of nowhere and don't have cell service without internet. So no phone either. So I barely had YouTube working sometimes and watched documentaries so that at least I was learning something in my rage. It was a great week. It's been a couple of years. I, I think about two years ago, we had an issue in our neighborhood where, you know, the internet went down, internet and cable went down. And the way that we all live now, it's like, you might as well just be without power because you just sit there not knowing what to do because everything that we do now involves, you know, internet of, you know, if you want to stream something, if you want to, you know, do anything you need. All right. Look, look at this, man. I thought I was going to beat them with the system, right? I thought I was going to beat the system with physical media. Okay. So I bust out some discs, DVDs, if you will. Oh, wow. Slap my DVD in the Xbox in the Xbox says, sorry, we can't play DVDs unless we're connected and we get an update to they make need to sure. Be up- that yeah, you have to update your update media player, it. bro. So I slap it into the PlayStation, same thing. Uh, Annie's Xbox, same thing. So we couldn't even watch physical media. We don't have a DVD player because who does? Why would you? See, I have uh, a 360 still, and I busted that out during Harvey. I have, I have a, well. It's because I have a 4K Blu-ray player, but I have one that is not a video game console. It's beautiful. It's glorious. I, I it plays one. 4K UHD discs that look just ultra crisp and beautiful. And my 7.1 surround sound system. Wow. I, I collect physical media. I, I live. In I was about to say, age, I used I to physic- collect physical media as well. Uh, I had a lot of DVDs. Uh, my happy place for a long time was going to Walmart at about 2, 3 a.m. and searching through their DVD bins for hours. But that that was, you know, depression. But hey, you know, I have a lot of DVDs, and that's the takeaway here. I don't need therapy. Uh, <laughs> Every, that, not needing therapy is not the stance of Fresh Out the Podcast. <laughs> I can't tell you how many I've bought over the years that are in my media closet that are still in the plastic wrap that Mm. I bought, you know, over a full calendar year ago that are just sitting there untouched. The stack is getting higher and higher by the day, but I I can't help it. I have, I I have to have them. I have those too, but the reason they're uh, they're not unwrapped is because I've seen them. I just wanted to buy them. Have an unopened game that I got like four years ago, right here within reach. Right as you said that, I'm like, you know, it's funny that you say that. Uh, PlayStation VR, Eve, Valkyrie. It's supposed to be one of the best PlayStation VR games. I just haven't had the chance to actually get down on it yet. You still rocking a PSVR over there? You got one? Oh, I got one. It's right there. I can see it. Hello, hello. I had one. I really enjoyed it, and then I just wasn't ever using it. I ended up getting rid of mine. But um, when they come out with a new version, if if it's uh, tempting enough, I might get another one um, for the PS5 or something. So you're going to wait until they get to their wireless uh, VR headsets that they're testing now over on... Uh, something. We'll see. There's Oculus. Oculus has wireless now. 
allegedly something's coming from PlayStation. They're working on the next version in some capacity. Uh, yeah, you know if Oculus is going wireless, then PlayStation's not going to be far behind. Sony won't be outdone. Yeah, the Oculus, I, uh, the Oculus, I think Quest is uh, its own self-contained system that doesn't require outside hardware. Uh, but yeah, no funny story. My mom uh, a few years ago she bought me one of those like plastic VR things you slide your phone in uh, for Christmas. And I opened it up and I looked at her. I'm like, why did you get me this? She's like, what do you mean? I was like, these are for porn. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, what else are you going to do? <laughs> this is for pornography. Why do you think it comes with a one-handed controller? Uh, and she, she, uh, I like messing with my mom. So, To be fair, I looked at the stars with it before porn. So, yeah. Well. So, that's life without internet, obviously. (laughs) Um, Actually, it's been now a little bit since it ended, but I think we all watched Loki, all six episodes of Loki. Yes, sir. Yes, and can I say, Owen Wilson did a great job. Mm -hmm. Are we we now far enough removed that the statute of limitations for spoilers? Oh, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, I mean, you know, it's going to get spoiled. I've also spoken to some people who I shall put uh, so up the spoiler alert though. I've spoken to some of the viewers, some people who watch and listen to our podcast, and uh, the consensus is we should just do spoilers. Okay. And I don't know if you guys are cool with that, but I'm cool with that. Oh, I, don't care. I, I mean, it can be a case by case basis. Like if I talk yeah, about a movie if you that see like the movie that came out today. Yeah, or like, especially like, even if it's something you two want to see that I haven't seen, like, I won't sit here and just spoil it for y'all live on the air. So we can, you know, we can talk about it. But um, yeah, I think Loki at this point, if you haven't watched it, you know, you're probably not a huge MCU fan if you haven't watched all the episodes yet. And you're I mean, it's also always... probably not listening to our show if you haven't watched <laughs> it's always, all the episodes I mean, yet. people get busy and all, but, you know, I feel like if you haven't seen it by now, someone else is probably going to spoil it for you anyways. So. Well, I mean, I guess we could start general, and, and I mean, you can go into spoilers as part of, of this question, but, like, what, what were y'all's thoughts on the series as a whole? Series as a whole, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, a lot of the opinions, because I listen to a lot of other similar podcast kind of stuff uh straw hat goofy and jay stubes have uh geek of the week podcast uh and a lot of what they're talking about was uh especially straw hat he said it was very hoovian uh you know like doctor who um and i don't disagree i feel like it was i I didn't realize it without his input but uh when i started looking i was like you know what this is kind of like doctor who uh and i love doctor who and so i've been catching up on doctor who uh since the series ended so heard that comparison before i've never seen an episode of doctor who in my life i watched all of like two seasons maybe three or four seasons of doctor who i watched two different doctors and the ones i watched were very good and all of the rest of them are not uh which doctors did you see matt smith and david Tennant. those are the two best yeah (laughs) that be that They absolutely fucking crushed it if you anything else that's doctor who can eat a dick as far as I'm concerned. And I know that's not the way the fans feel, but I'm not a fan of the show, so that's fine. I'm, okay I'm, I'm, that. I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a Doctor Who fan. So I guess what I mean to say in a more respectful way is even if you're not a fan of the show, 
those two doctors do such a great job uh, portraying the role that those seasons are totally watchable without having to be a fan. Uh, they're just very good. It's There's, good TV. Yeah, uh, it's fire. It's hot fire. Uh, and uh, that's where the first time I ever saw Nebula, uh, Karen Gillian, was in Doctor Who. That's right. Um, Gary, I what had, did you think of of Loki in general? I had one. What did I think of it in general? I liked Loki in general. I don't think I would watch it again. I don't think I would watch the whole season again. Um, will you no. watch season two? I will watch season two. Yeah, I will watch season two. I wouldn't rewatch the season. I did like, uh, I have an asterisk, I guess, an asterisk in my head for the show, which is the Loki variants didn't look like Tom Hiddleston. And everyone else's variants across every timeline looked like them. Uh, so, point of fact, a lot of them did look like Tom Hiddleston, just not all of them. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean, that's... the other ones we saw were certainly clones, were 100%. And even Kang, Kang the Conqueror is the same in the statue versus the friendly Kang we saw. Mm. So... But there are also... I think maybe there's, uh, I think maybe there's something to be said about Loki existing beyond uh, what what the universe expects him to be or expects Loki to do. And that could be why there's a bunch of hoarded Lokis at the end of time is because they just need to be shoehorned over there because they're so fucking unpredictable. That's and kind of established that, that Loki has the ability to change appearance mm, at will too. Yes. So that could, add, that could be part of it. Yeah. But yeah. I also feel that like crocodile Loki was a crocodile. Like, yeah. That's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause he didn't seem, he definitely was sentient. But like he, he, one day just decides this is the form I'm taking, yeah, and maybe. I'm just you know I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna stick with it. And there we go. Loki, Loki <laughs> do be Loki though, you know. Yeah, um, I mean maybe he got turned into a crocodile by a seductress. Maybe yeah, maybe he tried to pick up Thor's hammer, and there was like a different spell on it. Uh, so that's your grip. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, in an infinite. It's- I don't think it's a gripe either. I think it is cool. I think it's a cool aside. I think it's, like I said, it's just an asterisk. It's not a complaint. I think that there might be something to it, in fact. I just think it's a cool thing to note and to pay attention to. And maybe I'm wrong and maybe it's nothing and maybe it's stupid. But it could be really cool. It could be something. That's all. Yeah. That's that's the only... I thought the show was good. I watched season two and I have that little note right there. Just like, that's cool that the Lokis didn't look like Tom Hiddleston. Not all of them, anyways. I I went back and forth with Loki. Uh, like, I watched the first episode, and I thought, that was, that was fine. You know, it was a lot of of setting up the... Um, I've, I'm already going to forget what the... What's what's their time agency called? TBA. You all remember of the time? Yes. So, I mean, like, it spent a lot of time setting that up, and then it almost seemed like... You know how sometimes if you're watching like Friends or some sort of sitcom every now and then they have a like a clip show that's just, you know, hey, remember that time when and it shows a clip of like two seasons ago, Mm -hmm. a random funny moment or a fan favorite moment. Um, It kind of seemed like the first episode of Loki was an excuse to do that. Like, hey, look at these past Loki moments from across the MCU which I get it and I, I appreciate, but also I just felt like, okay, this episode was kind of all set up and it didn't give me the bang that I wanted. So I was 
um, cautiously optimistic. And then um, I thought the second episode was strong. And then I kind of went back and forth with the third episode. But I feel like the the sh- the payoff was worth it. Uh, I, I thought the the latter episodes were actually pretty good. Uh, really good by the end. I, I was, um, you know, excited for the finale. I was excited to see that they would return for, for season two. Um, so it was good. It didn't, it didn't hook me from the beginning the same way that, that something like, like WandaVision had a, a really good steady build throughout. Mm-hmm. I thought, and, and Loki kind of took me back and forth before I finally, you know, by the time I was really, really sold on it, it was, it was ending. Bro, uh, you remember when you were watching WandaVision for the first time and then Quicksilver showed up and it was the good Quicksilver? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of that course, was that was fucking so dope. What a dope moment! Yeah, wow, but so things, the the internet blew up that day. I had managed mm. to watch it first thing in the morning, and I hadn't, I you know, I had no indication of what was going to happen, and it was it left me with my jaw dropped watching it, and you know, all the implications it could have. We know how that ended, and I don't know if it will have all the implications that we all hypothesize hypothesize that it might, but. Oh man, still such a cool reveal. Absolutely, it was. Probably one I mean, of the it most was hyped. cool, but uh, so a lot of people complain about that whole situation because uh, they decided to use an actor who is Quicksilver in another movie, while simultaneously saying that it wasn't actually an alternate universe Quicksilver; it was just some guy. <laughs> they one hundred percent knew what they were doing. Yeah. I mean for sure. And I think it's something that they thought was like a cool nod that by the end almost seemed like a, like a slap in the face. It to was some of the kind of a dick of move. Quicksilver. So I, I get the complaints at the time I was watching it. I was amused by it. So I wasn't too bugged, but um, I wasn't too bothered either. I just know that that was a big thing in the community. People were upset about. I actually I just, just watched the scene from uh, the apocalypse movie with Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. I had never seen that movie because it looked like a, a trash fire. Uh, but I, I watched the YouTube clip of the scene of Quicksilver running in and saving all the people from Xavier's mansion while it's exploding. And that is so fucking cool. He's got basic, he's got no lines. The whole thing's just a montage of him saving people. But you can see so much of his character personality in these small little quirks, these silly things he does while he's helping people. Like, uh, like there's a, you know, he takes a pitcher and fills it up with water and then puts it into a girl's hands and then grabs her and then takes her out. And then, like, instead of taking people out, he rolls them all up in a blanket and throws them all out the window. And then later he goes out and ties blankets to the trees to make them all hit that and fall. And it's just the action sequence shows so much personality that they really, they, whoever had control of that Quicksilver and that actor, uh, but, you know, he didn't direct the scenes. Whoever did that did a great job. He should be around. We deserve him. We all need more. And that's legitimately the only part of those X-Men movies that you need to watch. <laughs> you're you're good. That's uh that's what I've heard. That's, yeah, were there any were there any other MCU cameos in Loki that I'm forgetting? I mean, there were a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff like going on in the background and everything. Um, so I think one of the big takeaways was the Kang reveal. Yeah, that was the big takeaway. Uh, But a lot of people, a lot of people on the internet argue that that's like they never said it was King, and it's like, come on, 
Like he said, okay, you know, yeah, exactly. It's like, like, what <laughs> well, are you, an asshole? Like, if you need them to write it down, wait until the next movie, you dickface. If they, if, <laughs> yeah, if they need, if you need them to put a sign on the guy that says, "Hey, I'm king," you know, they did when he was the statue at the end of the fucking show. <laughs> If you read the film trades and stuff like I do, um, because of course I do, uh, you know, it was announced a while back that Jonathan Majors, the actor, had been cast as King the Conqueror, but yeah. their their deflection there was he was cast as King the Conqueror, I believe, for the next Ant-Man movie, um, yeah. Quantumania. So I remember that casting coming out and thinking, oh, that's great, that's great casting, and I like Jonathan Majors, he's... Um, had a few roles in in some independent movies and stuff that I've seen. Like if you've seen The Last Black Man in San Francisco, um, Lovecraft Lovecraft Country, of course, is not a uh, indie film, but that's that's a show that Lovecraft I think a lot of people watch. Country is hot fire. Yeah, he, he and he's great in it, and I think he got a lot of recognition. So of course, this is his upward trajectory. And uh, so I knew he was cast as that part. I was not expecting him to show up at, in the finale of. Of Loki, and so you know, it's kind of interesting because that's an actor that maybe not everybody knows. So when he showed up, I immediately was like, "Oh my gosh, they're going the Kang route already!" Because I knew he cast in that role. But I guess if you don't know who that actor is, you'd be questioning, like, "Oh, you know, who is this?" I think that by the end, if you're a comic book fan, you absolutely know what direction they're going with it. But um, yeah, I was pretty pumped for that for that reveal, and it seemed like a very quirky, fun take. Is he gonna be the next big bad of the of the MCU? Is he the next? It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so Thanos, good. you know, level villain. This is really cool, man. Jonathan Majors. I'm I'm scrolling through his IMDb. I guess he started acting professionally or did his first big movie in 2011. And to think that only 10 years later, uh, he's cast as you know Kang the fucking Conqueror. You know, he's playing across Tom Hiddleston and crushed the role in the show. Can I say? He had, they had so much charisma between them all. The three of them in that scene was just amazing. I um, mean, he's one of the Emmy-nominated uh, actors from Lovecraft Country, right, Drew? Uh, is he nominated for an Emmy? He might have been. I, I honestly don't know. Almost everybody I mean, in that show was. Uh, but, yeah, no, he's really good. He's very, very good. Uh, especially, I mean... The thing about it is he's a great actor in a show like Lovecraft Country where they use they have a lot of weird subject matter that it's hard for a lot of people to act seriously around, you know, because so a lot of people have trouble taking that kind of thing seriously, you know, like, uh, hey, look, there's a crocodile version of me, you know what I mean? Uh, some actors kind of put their nose up. It's hard to get good talent for stuff like that a lot of times, but it's becoming less uh, stigmatized, I think. More actors are a lot of more serious actors are taking these roles, and it's really good. We haven't mentioned yet uh, Sophia DiMartino, who played uh, Sylvie, aka the variant mm. or the, the female Loki. What did y'all think of uh, her through the show? I thought she was great. Um, she she was good as she's not what I would imagine a female Loki looking like, but hey, it's I mean whatever. It's a multiverse. She could look like whatever. She wants. Uh, she was. She was very good. Um, she's a very strong female character. I did like. Um, I liked how she had like a different power set. She had this completely different backstory. Uh, I was hoping they were going to explain more about her. Be- I didn't. I didn't because I was unclear if, if she was born a girl or if it was more like in the comics where sometimes Loki decides 
to be female because Loki's gender fluid. Um, and, like, I wasn't sure if, like, she turned into a girl and then the TVA was like, nuh-uh, <laughs> you know? And, like, I don't know if that was the moment that she deviated from the timeline or whatever. Uh, those are some of the questions I would have liked answered. But she was great. I thought she was very cool. I like how things went at the end, how she became the problem all over again. Uh, was very cool. Uh, and she did all of this acting, like, fresh after giving birth, too. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I, I saw the the photos of her special rigged costume mm-hmm. that allowed her to, to breastfeed. Yeah, her costume was specially rigged so she could just take the vest off and breastfeed her newborn. There uh, was a joke. There was a throwaway and a side joke, I think, in the last episode, or maybe the fifth episode, about... Uh, the comfort of the costume mm-hmm. that she made, that she she had in a side joke, and I was wondering if it was in reference to the costume redesign. It seemed like it was to me. Uh, it was in character, but a little out of character. It seemed a little aside. It's pretty funny. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it just it's there's a saying that uh, anything a man can do, a woman can do in heels, and you know that's kind of <laughs> what that makes me think of. She just she just plopped a kid out, and she's giving a a grade-A performance in this television show. I uh, thought she was really good in the beginning as a bad guy. I loved her playing across Tom Hiddleston as a villain. Uh, once they were friends, I didn't like her character as much. I thought she was a lot more threatening and a lot more deadly, dangerous as a villain. And it seemed like she was just... She wasn't a sidekick, but it seemed like the two of them were just walking around together once they became... Once they got together. And before that, she was doing badass shit constantly uh i do love that she's the one who taught him how to is teaching him taught him right how to use magic to enchant so now in the future we're going to see loki with more enchanting powers and we saw him learn how to use that magic there on screen yeah it was cool that aspect of it too because to to your whichever one of y'all were saying earlier that you know oh like the different variants have different different power sets but really they they all have the same power set, but they just use them in different ways, and they they don't even know necessarily what they're they're capable of. And I think that that's that's pretty interesting. Is just based on where the variant came from. Their powers might be honed in different ways. But um, yeah, you know, I I thought um, at the end, you know, it didn't necessarily even seem like it was going to have. Considering the, the, the weight of the TVA and, and all that it could be with the timelines, it's like, okay, this is just going to be this cool little Loki standalone story. But then introduction of potentially the next big Marvel bad uh, was a pretty cool cool thing to do for, for Loki. And especially Loki was the, the villain in the first Avengers movie and kind of helped set up for Thanos. And um, to see Tom Hiddleston be able to be act opposite the next one and almost like a... A passing of the torch, even though I don't think Loki's necessarily going anywhere. I know there are some old school fans out there, some comic book fans that are, you know, probably in their 50s or 60s, and they probably don't like the He Who Remains, that it was Kang the Conqueror instead of He Who Remains and it being a, a different version. I thought that was awesome. A uh, great way to use both characters, really cool way to introduce it. It's who cares about he who remains, right? That's a, what a stupid character. Uh, good way to make him King the Conqueror. A good yeah. way to take care of him all at once. Perfect. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people, people always complain about that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's the MCU. They can use the property how they see fit. 
Uh, and I, I trust them with the content at this point. They've, I mean, Jesus Christ, Endgame was, you know, such a great just uh, tie-up of all these. I mean, how? You know, that, that's such an undertaking. I, tr- I trust them at this point. To do I just again. hope... I didn't like Civil... I liked Civil War. I liked the movie Civil War, but the Civil War in the books was so much better. Yeah. So many more characters. So, so cool. So moving. So powerful. Such a political thing in the books. It was really politicized. And then in the movies, it was not... It didn't feel the same at all. It felt really rushed. It felt pushed through. And I hope that they the MCU holds on to Secret War until they get the rights to all of their characters. It's already back. Uh, been announced. Is it Secret War or Secret Invasion? Secret Invasion. No, Sorry, Secret, Secret Invasion. invasion. Yes. Yeah, I want them to hold off. Hold off on Secret War until you get all of your properties back because you need all your characters to make it happen. And yeah, doing do Civil War without X Men was uh, <sighs> interesting to say the <laughs> least. But hey, you know what you're gonna do. Uh, hopefully, because I mean, there's. Canonically, there's a civil war part too, so maybe they can. All, I, all bring we can it back. do is hold our, you know, cross our fingers and wait. But you're right; for the most part, they make the right decisions. I think they've they dropped the ball on a couple of ideas, but well, overall, I, they're doing better than I would do with the money. And the and my brain wouldn't do that well. I don't no. think. Well, I mean, so like the whole thing about civil war. The reason why civil war is so impactful uh, is because they want you to register, right? In the MCU, almost every single powered person shows like what they you know what i mean like tony made the armor uh the maximovs were imbued with this power after volunteering uh that kind of thing they're all almost a hundred percent deliberately superheroes in the comic book people are born with powers they don't have a choice and so like it's much more uh it has that much stronger parallel to uh all different sorts of persecution um, because they don't have a choice in being mutants, you know what I mean? And so it's more, I feel like it was much more powerful without that. It's just a bunch of people that don't want to give up their, you know, uh, their ro- rocket gun, uh, <laughs> space suits, you know, it's a little different. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and while, while civil war didn't have the X-Men, you know, they did go out of their way to, to fight, to get Spider-Man into mm. the MCU, which he was a big part of civil war. So that, you know, we didn't get everything we wanted, but we got a big chunk. But I think that that's one thing that the MCU producers do very well is um, Kevin Feige and team do a good job of having enough to appeal to the hardcore comic book readers like myself that have been reading them for a long time, but also making it accessible to people that have never picked up a comic book in their life. So, you know, if all of a sudden in the finale of Loki, Kang shows up and goes, I'm Kang the Conqueror. You know, I'm sure there's a large part of the audience that's watching that goes, okay, great. Who the fuck is Kang the Conqueror? You know, this means nothing to me. Whereas, you know, we, we as fans know, but, you know, they, they introduce it subtly for the fans that don't know to say, okay, I guess this is probably somebody big. And then those of us that do know, get to be in the know and feel smart and feel like good fans. Cause we know what's, what's going on. <laughs> I mean, that's so the way I it should like be. They do. And, and to that note, you know, we're getting King the Conqueror in the MCU. That's pretty cool for me as a longtime comic book fan. The fact that now Thanos as a character is one of the most widely known characters in popular culture 
still kind of blows my mind. Like sometimes <laughs> I have to take a step back because he was somebody that, you know, a casual fan of, of comics would maybe know who Thanos was. He, you know, had some big arcs back in the eighties and, and that, you know, he, he's had, he's always been a big Marvel bad in the comics, but never had the pop culture, you know, size that he now does. Which you want to know, you want to know how obscure Thanos was to me when I first started reading comics. I thought that he looked like Darkseid from Superman, from DC, and Darkseid is an obscure villain, and I thought that Thanos looked, I thought he was a Darkseid knockoff, and the, yeah, you're right, the fact that Thanos now is this huge villain is crazy, because when we were kids, he was an obscure side villain for people, unless you were really a comic collector. I'm too lazy to look it up now, but Thanos and Darkseid for who came first in DC and Marvel? I'm not sure what the answer is. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those comparisons. Uh, do you know who came first between Namor and Aquaman? Namor. I, I would guess Namor. It was Namor. <laughs> yeah, Namor's one of the old school Marvel. Oh, man, he's going to be in uh, Wakanda forever. I will be interested to see how... Namor has been around for forever and he randomly shows up in the big Marvel events and he is a character that I have been utterly unenthusiastic about for my entire duration as a comic book fan. I love <laughs> Namor! He does nothing for me. Yes! I love Namor. I was just talking to Justin about this. I fucking love Namor. Because he, he's a villain half the time and he's a hero half the time. Because you show up and you're like, Namor, can, can you help us? And he's like, fuck you. It doesn't belong to the ocean. I don't give a shit. I <laughs> love Namor. Like, oh, that sounds like a surface problem. Why don't you fuck off? And when the armies <laughs> get here, we'll take care of them in Atlantis. Bye. Uh, he always makes me laugh. I'm a huge fan of Namor. Aquaman is always, like, biting at the bit to go help the Justice League and do whatever they can uh, to be on the team. And Namor is just a sea elf asshole. He's great. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, Aquaman's original origin story was not being the king of Atlantis. I think he was like some fisherman or something. Some bullshit. At least with Aquaman, the name is, you know, self-explanatory, right? Aquaman. <laughs> All right, yeah, he's a guy in water compared to Namor the Submariner. Yeah. Like... Why? What? Yeah, Submariner Why? means underwater, Drew. Come on. I mean, I get it. I get it. But it's just such a cheeseball name. And Aquaman isn't. That's just Waterman. That's not even a thing. <laughs> no, no. Hydro-Man is just Waterman. They're both Waterman. <laughs> and then there's Sandman. But yeah, uh, that aside. So yeah, no, I, I loved uh, Loki... All the way through, I'm looking forward to season two, um, and I'm currently rewatching it right now with Jenny because she hasn't finished it. If you're ranking WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki, one, two, and three, what's your what's your ranking of the series? WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Mm. I think that's probably the definitive answer. I might flip Loki and WandaVision actually. Uh, wow! I really like. You, Loki, might, go Loki, so you might go Loki one, and I, then one division two. Yeah, heresy. I mean, I would love, I would love to give it the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I did really like it, 
But also, like, there's some there's some pretty big issues in that show. Um, we know which one is number three. Yeah, we all know which I, one's number three. We all agree <laughs> that that show's the first three. couple episodes. I would have said Falcon Winter Soldier was better, but by the end of Loki, I think that it it ended with more of an oomph and, and some some. I'm. Well, I, I can't say Falcon Winter Soldier didn't end with like a big impact because it did. You know, it did. We, it did end with a big impact, but know, it just wasn't super exciting to get there. You know it was, what we didn't talk about? No. And who we didn't talk about? Ian Loki, uh, Judge Renslayer. Um, because, so my understanding is that Renslayer is the, in the comics at least, the love interest of King the Conqueror. Uh, they're like a thing. And so a lot of people are speculating on some of the things she said towards the end of the show. Uh, she seemed like she was unraveling the mystery, but a lot of people think she was in on it the whole time. I don't think she was. I think she really found out in real time with everybody else that the whole thing was a lie. Um, and someone, Almost I, I like she was convinced that she was in on it the whole time until she realized that she wasn't. Yeah. Something like that. And she, uh, cause what she says is, uh, the only people that have free will is the person at the top or whatever, the person that's controlling, pulling all the strings. Um, and then later they, uh, someone asked her where she's going and she says, I'm going to, uh, get free will or something like that, and some people some people said that she is like gonna go find Kang and be like, "Hey Kang, what do I do now?" Like, like she's gonna go be his lackey. Uh, but to me, it sounded like she wants to be the person on top. I think she's going to be a uh, a secondary villain that is playing against Kang as well. I think that's what she's going to do. And I'm excited to see that personally. I think her character probably has the most room to end up really growing in a season two and seeing what they do with her and how she can grow as a, as a, another big villain. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. 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 And of course, Gary mentioned it right at the top. We didn't really talk about him. Owen Wilson ruled. You know, there's not really that much more that needs to be said. It's it was nice to see him on our screens again, um, and he was great. Yeah, one it's word great for to see you. him in something wow. good. <laughs> um, great. Um, perfect. That's kind of what the. Well, you know, I had it. Moving on to in, into some of our fresh takes here on fresh out the podcast um you know i had it under me but i think we've all watched space jam a new legacy we don't necessarily have to go into the full <laughs> like we did with loki but this uh, movie was bad right like we're all on the we're all in agreement that it was bad so as a fan of the first movie i remember my dad taking me to the movie theater uh, to watch this movie, just the two of us, you know, and we watched this movie. It was great. I loved it. Such a good time. Uh, and it's a fond memory I have of my dad. I don't think that the first one is arguably much better than the second one. I think that they're both probably pretty shit. Uh, but it's a kids movie, and I think that there's nothing, like there's nothing damaging. For a child watching it, it's a it's a fine movie with uh, some values, 
uh, and has lots of color and moving characters. Uh, and I think it was fine for a kids movie. If you want to judge it as a piece of cinema, it is. I love. I love your review that it's fine with colors and pictures. Yeah. Yeah. That's what kids like. They like pictures of colors and moving and like, hey, look at me, I'm Bugs Bunny. And that's all, that's what that movie had. And then it had LeBron doing his best to act. Which I, to, in defense of LeBron, I thought he did better than Jordan did in the original Space Jam. Jordan was bad. He was really fucking bad. I watched the original Space Jam again last year. That was a train wreck. The Michael Jordan performance in the original Space Jam is just so like engraved into my brain as for what it is that it's hard for me to even look at it from an object- objective point of view at this point because I just I know it so well. I still I I love it. I I was having an existential crisis watching the new Space Jam because <laughs> to y'all's point, yeah, the 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 new one has a lot of things that are parallels with the original, and I mean, it really does feel more like a sequel than I expected it to. It, it does a lot of things very similarly, and so the whole time I'm watching it, going, "This is really bad," and then in my head, I'm going, "This means the first one's really bad too," <laughs> which you kind of I kind of exactly. knew in the back of my head already. But I just have so much nostalgic for it. I mean, let's let's be real. I saw the first one in theaters multiple times. I probably watched the the VHS tape that I owned of it, you know, over under a hundred times, probably over. And I loved it so much. So, you know, I know that it's probably not good, but seeing the new one made me realize even more so that the original one's pretty bad. But man, you know. The new one, it didn't need all the IP overload, vomit. There were some fun yes. things to catch there, but like some of it was just <laughs> distracting. Yeah, I was going to say, while we were watching it, Jahan said, okay, Ready Player One, we get it. Get back to the fucking movie. <laughs> Very similar feel. Very Such similar pain. feel. Like, and um, not only did they do that, they were the same characters that they threw in our face in Ready Player One, the Iron Giant, King Kong, and it's just like, you know, like, have your own movie. Like, what are you doing? They did have their own, oh wait, no, I was gonna say, they did have their own movie, it was terrible. Space Jam. <laughs> in, at least in Space Jam, the little alien monsters that become the Monstars, yeah. kind of, kind of, Much better they, were, they rule, they have some build-up. And then in this one, they had it's a just... story. They had personality. They were a thing. A wet they fire. Had... <laughs> 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 wet fire was so fucking bad. Oh my god. So yeah, All right. the, yeah, the bad guys not... had no heart. Uh, I we both laughed out loud when LeBron saw Don Cheadle and was like, "The internet's black," and like <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, it has it has its moments where it's really funny, uh, but overall it's a giant piece of crap. Um, if you have kids, yeah. take them to see it though; they'll like it, yeah. and it's I was 100% watchable. Entertained the whole time. I have a friend who has a daughter that's already watched it on HBO Max like 12 times. So yeah, I mean it. This for sure is going to be some kids' Space Jam, the same way the original one was our Space Jam. So you know, it's also more power a piece to of you. Shit. Certified my, piece of shit. My my inner child gives it an eight out of ten. Me, I give it a, a three. Two out yeah. of ten. Yeah. Strong what three. A, what a piece. 
I'm, yeah, I'm probably like a three and a half, four out of ten, but a three, <laughs> two. I'm not arguing with either of you on your on your scores. You're yeah. So uh, it would have been a, like a six if LeBron was always live action. I did not would've. like that he kept switching genres. I felt like the juxtaposition of a real person in Space Jam is the point. And that's why Space Jam, the first one, was so good. He was always Michael Jordan. He was never a cartoon. Uh, except for when he got all stretchy. Like, that was, was you know what I mean? too much cartoon. Absolutely. And, he yeah. should have been cartoon. And, ah, uh, shit, there was one more complaint I had about it. But, I mean, not that the movie is something that's worth sitting around and tearing down all day, right? But... It's not. It was fine. <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not angry. I don't feel like I wasted my time. I'm glad I saw it. It was fine. It just if wasn't you, good. <laughs> if you grew up with the original one, absolutely give this new one a watch. You're probably going to find something to enjoy, even though you know as you're watching it that it's a bad movie. And if you have kids especially, let them watch it. They're probably going to dig it. It's not a good kids movie. There are good kids movies. This is not a good one, but your kids are still probably going to enjoy themselves. For the audience listening, uh, Gary's shaking his head no. So, Just so you know. <laughs> No, if you show it to your kids, they'll get dumber. Don't do it. It's stupid. It's just colors, like Jahan said. Uh, if just you're listening like... to our podcast, I would argue that your kids are probably dumb anyways. Yeah, so definitely don't show them that. Play them some fucking classical music <laughs> or something. Don't yeah, play them some Baby Jam. Einstein. Uh, or let them watch Space Jam and be cool. <laughs> Pack them a bowl, get them a pizza, and set them down in front of Space Jam. Yeah, being smart's for dorks. Go watch Space Jam. <laughs> Everybody's got to work for somebody. Go watch Space Jam. For um, other things watched, I did mention uh, on one of the last episodes about I had watched Fear Street 1994, which is a Netflix horror movie that came out, but it's part of a trilogy. I did watch the other two movies, Fear Street Part 2, 1978, and Fear Street Part 3, 1666. Man, if you're looking for just a super fun horror trilogy, highly recommend it. They all three held up the... the the first one is just, you know, pure 90s slasher kind of ode to, like, Scream. You know, I know what you did last summer, some of those horror movies. Um, the second one is takes place in the 70s at a, at a camp. So you get, you know, your um, Friday the 13th vibes, hardcore, and just any kind of slasher movie in a, in a camp. And then the third one's a period piece going back to, you know, Salem Witch Trials type style of 1666. But it all round, rounds up in this great story. Um, the ending is, is kind of worth the ride. I've been so tempted if, to watch it. I've been tempted. Yeah, I, I I give it a hearty recommendation. They're, they're not like the greatest horror movies of all time, but they're super entertaining, fun slashers. Uh, I, you know, some of the one of the better things that as far as original content that, that Netflix has put out for movies here recently. In my uh, opinion. Did you, fun. you mentioned, uh, I know what you did last summer. Did you hear about the, the ideas for a reboot? I did just see an announcement of a, I think a series coming out. Are they doing a series? I think that was just announced recently. I'm, um, I'm pretty sure I heard, I heard about, uh, they're going to do it with an older cast and it's called, I don't know what you did last summer because the killer has Alzheimer's. That's, There's no way that's what it really that's, is. No, that's, I'm making that up. I'm sorry. Okay, good. <laughs> um, that's it for some of my recent watch stuff. I'll kick it over to one of y'all. Oh, damn. What did I do? 
I <laughs> have you guys seen the, the Tom Clancy's X Defiant trailer? No. You so, texted about this the other day. I just watched the trailer just before we started recording. So it's like a five or maybe three and a half, three minute and fifty second trailer, but it feels like it's five minutes or longer because it keeps being interrupted over and over by the developers. And they keep saying a bunch of trigger words like, uh, join our awesome community. We're going to have player feedback. We're going to have the best <laughs> first-person shooter event. And it's just all these things that they're just saying nothing. They're just saying all these color words to get people hyped. And then the gameplay is like squad-based faction for four-person teams fighting each other. And they keep acting like it's this new, fresh idea <laughs> that's never been done. And they have these all... They, they even say... In the trailer, we have these all new skills that have never been seen, like unique to our game. And it shows somebody throw up a shield wall, and then it shows somebody drop a turret, and then it shows somebody do a group heal. And I'm like, bro, those are like the oldest fucking group skills in the book. What are you? What are you doing? What is this fucking game? Uh, it's free and it's Ubisoft, right? So I'm sure it's going to be an item mall overcharged uh, piece of shit. It looks like crap from the get-go from the trailer. I'm not stoked on it, and I'm not excited. But there you go, X Defiant. I got a hot take. It's going to be hard for them to get me to care about a new Tom Clancy game. I know that some of the ones are like um, The Division, and what's the other one that you played, Gary? Siege? Siege. And the, yeah, mm -hmm. I know that some of those are popular. Siege it's is gonna really be hard good. For, yeah, and for me personally, until they announce a new Splinter Cell game, it's going to be hard for me to care about any of the... Didn't they? The, New Tom Clancy reveals. So Ghost Recon Wildlands was actually pretty cool. It was four-player squad-based open-world sandbox game, and then they made a sequel, and it is so fucking bad. Like, they rushed everything. The vehicles drive like shit. The whole the world looks almost the exact same. It's full of nothing. It's just this yeah, we, we put that game down real quick. That game sucked. Oh. Man, it was bad. So I don't these Tom Clancy games, man. They seem to have a hard time. Really, they they're just selling the name Tom Clancy, right? They're not selling quality games right now. Yeah, whoever's in charge of his estate likes money. That's that's all I know. And uh, then uh, I guess Orcs Must Die is the other thing. Jahan and I mm. we both bought Orcs Must Die yesterday. It came out on Steam. And Xbox and PlayStation, it was already out on Stadia for a whole year. It was mm -hmm. a Stadia exclusive. And so it released for everything did. else yesterday, and it came with the DLC. So Jahan and I beat it. We did. All of it. We beat, we beat it yesterday in one city. Uh, we beat the entire campaign. Not to say the game's too short. It is a little shorter than I would like, but the game was also only $30, and the replayability is obscene. Uh, we yeah, didn't so touch it, the other game modes. How long intended, was the playthrough? It's intended to be replayed, for sure. I say we played it for like... There's no like, way the playthrough is longer 12. than... 12. And no. we break... Yeah, 12 hours 12 we break hours. to stream. And we, we break to play Smash Up. So you're did probably you looking... It, or did you just play it? We just played it. We just played it. We played it and played it and played it, and we took a break and played Smash Up on stream last night, and then we went back to playing it, and then we beat it. We've beaten everything. We beat the entire campaign. We beat the DLC. But the game is to be replayed. It's meant to be replayed. You have all these different traps and all these different upgrades, and you can always do the level in a different way. Yeah. Uh, and also, we haven't done... across the maps and turn the maps into, like, labyrinths and, and dungeons and kill tunnels and stuff. 
and you can change out your floor traps and your ceiling traps, and you can kill orcs in an entirely new, different way every single time. And it's co-op, so definitely we haven't like we we're not putting it easily, down. Because it's easily one of the best co-op games out there. Period. It's so fun. Uh, it's one of my favorite franchises. Period. I love Orcs Must Die one, two, and now three. Uh, it's been great every single time. Uh, so the thing about three, yeah. So it came with the DLC. Total price is thirty dollars. Yeah, we beat the the campaign in twelve hours, but we haven't. Uh, obviously, you got to go back through and play it on the hardest difficulty to get all that stuff uh, unlocked. And then they also have endless mode, where you can go to any level that you've previously played and play it with never ending enemies and see how far you can get and compete on like global leaderboards. That shit gets intense. Uh, and then they also have this new mode called scramble mode where you get random power-ups, random traps, and you have to try and survive in like kind of uh, Gary described it as like a roguelike kind yes. of thing. And it sounds that's brand new. So I have, I have zero complaints. Uh, they, so the way yeah. that one works is, yeah, the the developer, the creator himself, says he was inspired by some of the roguelike games, and he wanted a roguelite experience. And so after you beat, like, Waves of Orcs, you get to choose different buffs. You get to choose one out of three buffs, and it becomes a permanent buff for you. And uh, so sometimes you'll have permanent debuffs going into a map that are totally random, and then you'll get to pick as you go. You get to upgrade different traps and upgrade certain buffs that you have to make yourself stronger, give yourself a fighting chance. And generally, if you played a lot of roguelikes, the point is to die a few times before you you're able to find a really good run or to be able to work around what you've got to see if you can beat it. So the idea of that challenge is something we're looking forward to as well. But yeah, I would say uh, I'm with Jahan. If you have an Xbox, you have PlayStation. If you have a computer and you have a friend, uh, you guys can spend thirty bucks and get Orcs Must Die too. You'll have thirty dollars worth of fun. That's without a shadow of a doubt. You will have more than thirty dollars worth of fun with that game. Uh, that one is certified fresh out the box. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely Ooh. recommend it to anybody. Uh, 30, 30 bucks. It's a great deal. Brand new game, and they're planning on continuing to support it via DLC, which in the future will probably be paid. And then also, they have weekly challenges in where they like create special, uh, not new levels, but they give you certain guidelines and certain traps to use. It's uh, constantly, you always have something to do. Uh, it's a must-buy on Steam, yeah, PlayStation, I, Xbox. Uh, we just found out that they're a Texas developer, too, right? Aren't they? Uh, Plano, yeah. Yeah, they're a small Plano indie developer, and good for them. I entered a contest to win a PC that looks like a castle. Where's my PC? I want it. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> Give it here. It looked really cool. Uh, yeah, no, Orcs Must Die, one of my all-time favorite franchises. Uh, right up there with me for XCOM which is one of my other all-time favorite franchises. Um, Man, I wish XCOM was multiplayer uh, co-op so bad. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, If you want to see me lose my mind, wait until the third one's announced. I'm going to lose my damn mind. Uh, You better tell them to make a co-op so we can play it together. You know what? I'll get on that. I'll get on that. Yeah, man. We're almost somebodies now. Shoot them some tweets. We're almost somebodies. Working on it. Uh, yeah, no, so that was on the video game front. Uh, I guess speaking of video games, uh, if you're a fan of Resident Evil, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the Resident Evil Netflix show. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much, because, you know, 
meh. It was it was fine. Uh, in in this day and age of like digital graphics and whatnot, some of the scenes are kind of embarrassing. Um, it looks all of it looks like a cutscene from a Resident Evil video game. It's about that quality, and I can't help but remember this one part in this like crowd. Uh, where everybody gets up, and you can tell that it's, like, a computer-generated uh, crowd for the movement, because, like, every third person's moving the same way, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're all, it's just, it looks like crap. Um, some, so, I mean, some of the graphics are fine. The story is fine. Uh, it's it's not Technically, the best. Technically, it is an anime, right, on Netflix? Technically, yeah, but they brand a lot of stuff as anime. I don't know where the line is anymore. Uh <laughs> I, I don't know. So would you say it's an anime or would you say it's animated? I'd say it's animated, but... I mean, yeah, it I think is they're, they're animation. I video game properties they're doing that with now. They are. Uh, Castlevania, hot fire. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's hit or miss with them. Castlevania is, like, up there with, like, big name animes. You know what I mean? It is up there. It is amazing. Go watch Castlevania. It so is Castlevania's a... hot fire. Resident Evil, bringing it back to Space Jam uh, Legacy. Ca- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Resident fire. Evil's wet fire. <laughs> wet fire. Yeah, Cal- <laughs> Resident Evil's wet fire. Uh, Castlevania was great though. Yeah, go check that out. They ha- they have a lot of good anime on Netflix. Actually, they do a pretty good job. Like Seven Deadly Sins is actually good. Uh, I don't know how their original stuff works with that, though, if they are just licensing it or if they actually paid for it to be developed and developed it in-house. Uh, I feel like that's probably not what they did. But, hey. Yeah, Resident Evil, you can pass on. You can hard pass on. <laughs> that's what I'll say. Well, keep, keeping up the video game conversation, um, Jahan, I think it's funny because you had talked about in one of our last episodes how you were really looking forward to Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. Um, HD. It's the HD uh, re-release on the Switch. And ironically, I don't think you've gotten a chance to play it. I have not. I have not had a chance yet. I, I, however, I picked it up. Um, I've put maybe about five to six hours into it at this point. Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, I, I played it back on the, on the Wii and I don't really remember that much about it. So I'm having a good time playing through it again. I am playing it with the Switch Pro Controller. Nice. Um, which is very interesting because, you know, the game had a lot of gimmicky motion control things thrown into it. Because it had the Wii, like, Motion Plus, I think is what it was called, the Wii mm-hmm. Motion Plus. Um, so it had a lot of its mechanics around that. And they've found a way to make the game work on controllers so some of the things are kind of wonky like you're flicking the right control stick to swing your sword in different directions and stuff um but it works i have a i'm having a good time playing it but um also you had mentioned the uh the amiibo that you thought were super cool and i don't have it but um in the game it tells you what it does which is kind of cool like the game the way it takes place is the hub world is in the sky that's yeah. where you start the game and then you go below the clouds and that's where the adventure happens and down on the ground there's different save points and you can warp back to the sky through those save points um, but only at one of those save points if you have the amiibo it doesn't matter where you are on the map. <laughs> that's kind of cool you use the amiibo and zo- zoom to the sky and then go back to the exact spot where you left so I thought that was kind of cool yeah, um, it's because the amiibo is one of those birds yeah yeah it made me 
want to pick one up because it almost seems like it'd be pretty helpful in playing Good luck. the game. But I've been really looking. hard to find. I've been looking. I can't find one. Oh, interesting. That means if I just knowing that, if I see one, I'm going to end up buying one. If you <laughs> see, if you see one, end up buying two. I'll pay you. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I'll kick it back to you. Oh yeah. Uh, so the other thing, uh, not related to video games at all, but so I finally, uh, me, so me and Gary were playing a board game the other day, and it was uh, what Marvel Villainous. Uh, and the person who, it says, you know, all board games have different rules for who goes first. Some of them are silly. Uh, this one said, whoever read a Marvel comic most recently uh, gets to go first. And none of us were really sure who that was. Because uh, it had been a while, you know. Because I, I read, like, uh, Dark Horse and other stuff sometimes. Not that often. But I actually went and picked up a comic book. Because uh, it looked appealing to me. It was issue one of Sinister Wars, which is Spider-Man. Uh, and it had, so it had the Savage Six, uh, which is like a new Sinister Six kind of thing, um, mix it up with the actual Sinister Six, all while fighting Spider-Man, and it was awesome. Um, very action-packed first thing. There was like a movie premiere in a movie that uh, Mary Jane was in, and the director was Mysterio, but like he's like trying to reform. And it was this whole thing, and then the Sinister Six were pissed about their portrayal in the movie, and so they were gonna go ruin his premiere. It was there was some cheesiness to it, but there was also some awesome fights, uh, and it sounded pretty cool. And it's uh, I picked it up because I know the Sinister Six is probably gonna be making an MCU appearance here soon. They have all the characters. Uh, they have what they got. They got Doc Ock coming. They got the Vulture coming. They got. Um, Probably the lizard, uh, man. Uh, is he just the lizard? I think he's just the lizard. Mm-hmm. They're probably being back the rhino. Uh, they have they have all of them pretty much. Uh, Electro. If all rumors are to believe and to then, be believed, we're for sure getting Electro and Doc Ock. I know they cast. Um, was it Craven the Hunter? They did for a standalone from Sony. Um, it's actually. Uh, it's Quicksilver. It's Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson's playing Craven the Hunter, the same guy that played Quicksilver in what? Age of Ultron. In Age yeah. of Ultron. Yeah. Also also played <laughs> Kick-Ass, so he's no stranger to comic book movies. He was in Kick-Ass. And Who the Never fuck Kick-Ass is casting at Sony? They, <laughs> these are the same assholes who cast Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man and Topher Grace as fucking Venom in the first place, aren't they? Someone should have fired these assholes. Get out of here. It I is feel, sunny. I, I feel like they probably switch assholes a lot, so like you're just getting fresh piles of shit. Fuck, they should hire us then. We I'm, not, some I, of sunny money. I'm not obsessed uh, upset with the Craven casting though. I don't I don't care. I think that that's fine. Should be good. in line with the uh upcoming Morbius movie that we'll see someday. It's been oh my God. Of the pandemic, but the Jared Leto I hear that they led. want him and Blade to fight, and that's cool. Uh yeah. I also hear rumor that they're going to try and throw Blade in the mix with, uh, like, Ghost Rider. <laughs> and so we might see a new Ghost Rider. Uh, a lot of rumors <laughs> flying around right now. A lot of unsubstantiated stuff. Drew, are you are you telling me that Jared Leto is going to be, gonna be Mo- Mo- Morbius? Oh, yeah. There's a trailer out and everything. Go did check you, did that you not know out, that? I yeah. Think, I, I just can't. I knew it. I was told this. I flushed it out of my brain. 
And I'm seeing Morbius again in my head as a kid riding a motorcycle, being awesome and giant and ripped and a vampire mercenary. And Jared Leto, those things, is not. (laughs) I mean, he can go work out, man. He's an actor. I can't tell you when that movie was originally supposed to come out. I just know it was pushed because of the pandemic. And then it got pushed again. I think it comes out in January. I do not like Jared Leto. Um but he, he, I mean, he's not, he's not a bad actor. He's in things that I like, but I'm not drawn to him as an actor either. He, he, something about him's kind of off. I mean, me. the Joker. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that shit. That was awful. Uh, so, you know, but I don't think that it's going to be the same with more. I think he might be a good Morbius. I think that's going to be cool. No. Man, I think I, that I, I I'm not gonna. I'm going into that one with enough bias that I'm just. I think it's going to be hard for me to like that movie, even if it's good. I'll go in with it an open mind. I'm I'm fine with it. It won't be good. I'm so just excited to see. Uh, <laughs> it is going to be a piece of shit. Um, but I'll watch it, and then I'll come back and let you know that I was right and it's a piece of shit. I I just want everybody my... look to that episode i just want my all-time favorite team up to happen uh spider-man and blade that's all i want i want them to go mess with vampires together my favorite comic book when i was a kid was when both of them were in it uh it was awesome i've always loved blade ever since (laughs) blade was one of mine when i was a kid uh oh speaking on comics you saw that luke cage is getting comic books again no I just read that yesterday. Marvel reannounced Luke Cage comic books are coming back to shelves. They're going to start up a new Luke Cage line. That's good. I was hopeful that they were restarting the Luke Cage TV show because I loved that show. But that's not happening. But we are getting Luke Cage comics. Step in the right direction. It's good. Yeah, he's like uh, hero on the streets, Superman kind of. You know, he's he's sure awesome. enough. Marvel announces the return of Luke Cage. I, he's not a character that I've been following in the comics, so I guess I didn't realize that he was gone. But you know, that's. I don't keep yeah. I don't keep too up with the comics. Uh, it's not it's not I want to, but holy crap, do I not have like the the mental faculties to keep up with like all these new things coming out. Uh, I always for, I forget to go get things, and then like they don't have the issue you want. And if it's a new series, you'll never find the number one. You have to back order it. Uh, I've been thinking about doing the Marvel service though. Try and get them digitally, you know. I do a subscription with Bedrock City here in Houston. Shout out to Bedrock City Comic Book Company. Um, just list got my the comic. titles that, that you want, and uh, they'll pull them for you. And it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice yeah. knowing you're going to get whatever stuff you want. If it's a number one, you just got to let them know in advance. Yeah. But that's the problem is then you have to keep up with the release. Exactly. Yeah, I'm terrible coming about out. That. If you don't. Yeah, good that's time. why I don't have my Zelda amiibo, Drew. <laughs> I can't keep up with release dates. Uh, but yeah, no, funny enough, that's where I picked up Sinister War was Bedrock City on Fry Road, their new location. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I haven't visited the new one yet. I will have to soon. Um, rock on. Uh, the only other thing I had is um, recently the new trailer for the fourth Jackass movie, Jackass <laughs> Forever. Uh, did y'all catch the trailer actually no but i did hear there was like a severe injury already 
uh, a shark attack. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I do know that Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O were both hospitalized, I think, on the second day of filming the movie. So that's, you know, sounds about right. But the trailer came out, not going to lie. It made me nostalgic for the old Jackass movies. But they it's funny. They they recognize, like, that they're all nearing, you know, 50 years old or so for most of them. I think they, they say in the trailer, Johnny's 49. And uh, there's actually a funny line where Steve-O says something along the lines of, they say as long as you have a concussion before you're 50, you're good. And Knoxville's 49, so, so we're fine, right? As he gets, you know, massacred by a bull in, in a ring. So... Um, it looked funny. Uh, I know that Gary and I uh, grew up, we, you know, we were close friends when Jackass, you know, we were already friends when that show was kind of in its heyday and super popular. Oh, I was so all about course, that stuff. Yeah. So, of course, we were the kids trying to, like, recreate stuff. We actually went to a friend's lake house and took a video camera and we were filming our own version, except ours wasn't as much doing dangerous stunts. Ours was more of like filming things that we thought were funny and they were funny because we were hilarious kids. Um, just saying, but, um, you know, we weren't putting ourselves in danger, uh, considering all the jackass movies and shows have warnings at the beginning that say, please, please, for the love of God, I don't, don't do know how I survived to adulthood because I did all the dangerous things. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't try any of this stuff at home, kids. I'm gonna pre- preface this with that. But yeah, we used to like, like, throw, like this. We made like this ball out of clay with like thumbtacks in it, and we'd go on my roof and try and throw it at each other. Uh, and I have a two-story house, so like, you know, <laughs> you could fall and die. You could get a tack ball in the face. Uh, I mean, God, we did everything that was stupid all the time. A lot of it, I won't say on camera for fear of legal action but uh it's a it's a miracle that i made it to adulthood so i i looked up the shark attack i was talking about so it happened actually last week which was shark week funny enough they were uh uh what's his name steve-o was filming a with another member rob mckelleny they were filming on set for Discovery Channel, and the, the stunt was to go up a ramp on a wakeboard and jump over sharks, and so steve was in the boat with the, with the stunt divers and stuff, and the other guy was on the wakeboard and did not complete the stunt and went straight into the shark pit, and a shark bit a giant chunk out of his hand, and rescue divers had to save him. <laughs> <laughs> and steve said, and I quote, he would be fucking dead if it wasn't for the rescue divers. Oh my god! Didn't hear anything about this. Sure enough, yeah, I've seen the headline now. That's crazy. Sean, Sean McInerney. McInerney. I know who you're talking about. I don't. I don't know how to say his name. Oh my god! That's like I'm sorry that happened to you, bro. Uh, I wish you a speedy recovery. But also, like, come on, <laughs> what did you think was gonna happen? You know they're happy to have the headline still. Yep. No such yeah. thing as bad publicity, right? They're probably laughing their asses off. That's, what, that's what's headlines, great about them. These headlines came out before Jackass 4, so he couldn't have picked a better time to get bit by a shark. Uh, it's just more press for the movie. It's great press for the movie. If yeah, he no, would have gotten very bit happy. by a shark two years from now, who cares, right? But well, right now is the time to get bit by a shark. 
and I was very happy to see Jackass 4 is coming. I When I saw it, I was like, you know, like, I was thinking back. I'm like, how do they get away with doing this? You know? Just a, a lot of money and a lot of willing adults. Uh, I mean, look, if you guys had a giant ramp and a boat and you wanted to tow me down the giant ramp and a boat, I would say yes. I, I'm in for that. I I don't care. I'm down for a lot of the jackassery. I just don't want to get bit by a shark. When I was younger, I was the one that I would stand by and watch my friends as they did that stuff. But I said, I'm I'm good. I'll stand here on the sidelines and watch y'all do that. That's That's fine. I believe you witnessed me get up to lots of jackassery in my day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we did. We did all the stuff uh, back in the day. It was not me and Gary. Me and Gary didn't really know each other back then, but... Uh, boy, howdy, would we got into some jackassery, though. Yeah, yeah, boy, howdy. Now, I remember one time we got... So there were these... It's really dumb. It sounds really dumb on paper. There were these big, like, bushes at the end of my driveway. And me and Kayvon and Alan were taking turns... Uh, riding a tricycle into them with like a lightsaber and we were like jousting the bush and it was just dumb and it was fun but that was the worst uh, one of us has probably ever been hurt doing something Kayvon started like yelling out like ah, 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 you know like he started <laughs> and then he gets up and he has a stick coming out of his nose uh, and we're like, oh no. And like, we're like, come on, man, don't be a baby. And like, he started pulling it out and he pulls it out and he pulls it out and he just keeps pulling it out. And it's like this long. Uh, I, I don't know how, let's see. That's like, it was like a foot long stick. It was all the way bunched up in his sinuses. It was horrible. And like, how, how did you do that? That was a one in a million. That is an absolutely perfect image to leave all of our viewers and <laughs> listeners on uh, for this part of Fresh Out the Podcast. That, I think, wraps up all of our certified agree. Fresh Out the Podcast takes um, for right now. But um, if you hang on tight, we will be back after a short break. Um, if you're listening to this in audio form, then you can catch us next week when the next uh, episode drops on Apple podcast and spotify uh yeah thank you so much everyone for watching and uh stay tuned if you're here live uh or we'll see you next week stay and if you want more jahan and gary there's wednesdays thursdays and fridays fresh out the box twitch.tv backslash jahananan we have facebook's youtube's twitches twitter's everything we play tabletop role-playing games we play board games uh, we we do a lot of games so uh, catch us as well Goodbye, everybody. See you next week and in a few minutes.